Hey everyone, welcome to season two, episode two of Symposia Disney, where today we're doing Walt Disney World at night. It's Liz, Liza, and Danica. And today we're doing, uh, as I said in the opening, Walt Disney World at night. But um, I think we all know that we like to start with, did we bring anything Disney with us today? Yes. I did bring my favorite, one of my favorite places to be at Disney after dark is my Canada mug that I got in, Ca- in Canada at, at Epcot. And if you, I don't know if you can see on the back, but it's, it's Mickey Mouse fishing. <laughs> I don't know. So it's kind of this... And they, I don't know, you know, you know, I'm really into the mugs, but they've, they're kind of doing this like kind of ceramic thing with some of the mugs now. So I have one from France too that I'll probably that's show you cool. next time. But that's um, a beautiful mug. Yeah, so Canada, I... one of the best places to be at at dark. Oh, at super, super true. And also now I'm going to look for mugs. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I have on, um, I think I've showed this to you guys before, but I put my monorail necklace on i got this in a mickey monthly subscription box which is so cute it's just like a silver plated um charm that's shaped like a monorail and i love it and my 50th castle t-shirt um so i'm so excited to be a little bit uh in disney gear for our podcast yay um so i don't have technical disney gear so we are going to disney at the end of this week and my kids as i was explaining around my in-laws which means they packed a bunch of their stuff so really i just have a pile of things to bring for disney in the other room but what i do have is a cup that belongs to my dad a mug that i brought home with me the last time we were in disney because i forgot to bring a coffee travel mug and they didn't my parents just don't have them anymore so it says I am not arguing. I'm just always right. <laughs> and I have to bring that back when I go um, on Wednesday back to my parents in Florida. And I have chamomile tea in it. So that's. That sounds. Yeah. So it's Florida adjacent. If yes. we count my parents as like <laughs> eternal Floridy thing. <laughs> that's amazing. I love that mug. You always have good mugs. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Lisa, do you want to explain why we chose our topic? Yes. So the three of us have talked before about how much we love the little special nuances of the resorts and the parks at night. And, and it's, it has that little extra special something. So we thought, um, we thought about it and we're like, we really have enough to make a whole episode on this. And, um, and so, you know, we, we are so excited to talk about this topic. Um, is there anything you guys want to add in terms of an introduction or, um, you know, what, why we decided to do this topic? Well, I, when we went last time, we did decide to intentionally go at night and to to park. So we'd never been to Hollywood Studios or Animal Kingdom at night, and so um, to do it really intentionally, it was and it was just a real game changer for us. But I would also say, in terms of like the teen thing that's happening right now in my household, like going, you know, sort of sleeping in and then going you know, later in the afternoon and being there at night worked really well, like developmentally to what yes. was happening with our, um, with the, with the, the crew, I guess the troop. <laughs> yeah. I think that's a really cool shift too, because, you know, there's 
times in the family's life where night doesn't make sense, you know, at the parks, right. but um, when it starts making sense, um, you can really take advantage of it. Yeah. Um, my family has always kind of liked Disney at night, partially because we are incredibly pale and you don't have to wear sunscreen after like 6 p.m. <laughs> um, so we've always enjoyed that. And also there's just something, you know, especially if you go during the summer, which we did a lot growing up, that heat of the day is gone, but it's still warm and it's just perfect. And it's one of the few things that I miss about, say, living in New York City, where I feel like you could just wander around at night and it would be totally fine and wonderful. And yes, that's not exactly how it is everywhere. And so the ability to just walk around at night um, either in the parks or Disney Springs or the resorts. And just, I love it. I love that sense of freedom that it also gives. That's a really good point. Okay. Yeah. So we thought we, we, we have some, you know, things we're, we're going to throw out there in this conversation. Um, we thought we would start with just the atmosphere in each of the parks mm -hmm. um, and what that's like at night and what makes each park a little different from the daytime and a little special, um, you know, differentiated from each other at night too. So um, let's, you know, let's start with Magic Kingdom. What do you guys think of Magic Kingdom after, at, in the evening after, after dark? I feel like the lands become even more distinct at night. Like you feel like Frontierland, you really feel that you're separate from from the rest of the the park in this way that I know you can feel during the day, but at night it's even it's, it's dark. It's super dark over there. Like there's just like little lantern lights everywhere. Yes. Um, and then like Tomorrowland feels even more futuristic. Um, and I think that Fantasyland again it has feels more magical. Like there's a more the sort of element of of magic and fantasy is even is even more exasper exasperated. Yeah. Is not the word, but exaggerated. Yes, yes, exasperated. yeah, yeah. I think the um the lighting that you brought up it's just so like Main Street is just I love when Main Street is lit up. It's just it it does seem perfect. There's something about and it's almost. Kind of like you know with with christmas lights right with the christmas tree and turning off the lights and looking at that and there's that perfection when it's dark and there's the one thing and i feel like magic kingdom and i mean the rest of disney but magic kingdom just walking around when you get on certain rides and you um, are high enough up to see things uh like the way they're lit up it's just you get this different vantage point and i just i really enjoy just the way they Everything is lit there, which I really guess is going to be for all of the parks, maybe not Animal Kingdom because the animals, it's a little less lit, but, um, but Magic Kingdom is just great. And then some of my favorite things to do, and I know it, it's coming up, but with the, um, the nighttime shows at Magic Kingdom is that's when I like to go on rides or stand places that maybe aren't on Main Street in the crowd. But if you stand by um, the exit to Big Thunder Mountain, you can see the fireworks and hear the music and it's just beautiful and you're not in the crowd, but it's still 20 minutes. And I don't know. I just, yeah. it's, ha it's having those little secret moments. I feel, they feel like they're secret. They're obviously not secret. You're surrounded by tens of thousands of people, but you feel like they're secret moments at night. Yeah. I think that does speak to the Imagineers and, and just what both of you just said, like made me think like there's a whole other element to their design that gets showcased at night that we don't get to experience it during the day, but the lighting is also detailed and thought out and 
you know, particular to each land and it makes you feel immersive, um, you know, it makes you feel immersed in that land, um, in that extra layer that you don't get it in the daytime because the lights are not on. And so it kind of highlights that part of the design in a really cool way. That's a really great point. And yeah, those like little magic moments that happen at night. I mean, there's just something about walking into Magic Kingdom when the sun is going down and the lights are coming on. So I I really love dusk there. I just Mm. think it's so beautiful and the castle looks gorgeous. Um, And I just, I just have really good memories. I think it does have to do with like sensory memories too of like, the weather or the the sun not being as hot. And so you just get a lot of magical memories at that time at sunset. So that that's kind of really left an impression on me for Magic Kingdom. It's one of my favorite places at dusk. Mm-hmm. I think it's Magic Kingdom um, as the lights are coming on um, and you're kind of waiting with anticipation for the fireworks. So there's just something special and energy, special energy in the air. Um, but yeah. How about, um, the animal, we mentioned animal kingdom. What's the atmosphere like at night there? I also, I have never been there past maybe 4 PM. So I would love to hear your takes on this when it's getting closer to, you know, the park close. Well, I would say it's it's dark in some areas like over by like the safari and stuff like it's legitimately dark and that you hear like the you know you hear the noises of the animals and stuff i mean there's lights obviously but it's it's totally different the animal noises are fantastic um and the uh the tree of life is you know especially now with the projections that they're doing you know and you can see that from every part of the park almost so that is really really fantastic um the thing i would like to note is that safari closes an, an hour before the park closes oh, wow. which i didn't realize so we actually missed safari which was like my that's like my favorite ride in the, <laughs> it, in the disney world but um, <laughs> i was no. like do i not have a disney podcast like do i not know this stuff i did not know that though yeah. that is really good that's a really good tip and um but to go back to what you said earlier about you know, how imagineering imagineers are thinking and toward sort of in this like, I don't know, 15 hour clock, right? Or 16 hour clock. Yeah. I mean, Pandora is the most perfect example of, of that. It's it's a whole other land at night. It's wow. it's tremendous. And it's a real shame that I mean, I know Animal Kingdom has tried on and off over the years, which COVID sort of broke up is having like a nighttime, you know, having it close at 9pm and stuff. Yeah because Pandora is meant to be seen at night. It's, it's there's so much there that I didn't know, like in terms of yeah. the, the bioluminescence, I think. Oh, <laughs> I've, that is on my bucket list mm-hmm. and to see. Pandora. Yeah. Pandora at night is, so it is, it is all very dark. I sometimes find it hard to find my feet in Pandora at night because it's so dark, which sometimes I'll just turn on the flashlight on my phone. And I've talked about that before that, my mom and I, potentially my sister, um, sometimes have low light trouble seeing things. But one of the things, and I know that it would be great if Animal Kingdom could stay open later, but that's difficult for the animals and evening shows are difficult for the animals. But it's actually kind of, 
I've been there when Animal Kingdom closes at like seven or eight. And it's kind of fun that you can close down a park, but still be home or back in your room at like a very reasonable hour. It's kind of funny in that way. Uh, So I definitely, I think sometime over this summer, my kids and I, we had gone to Animal Kingdom. We ended up getting an individual lightning lane for Flight of Passage, but it wasn't until maybe 6 or 6.30 that evening. So we went home. We went back with my parents. We had dinner. We did. We went back at five, I think, so we could get on safari. We had dinner. We went on flight of passage. And then the park was just closing. And you could just kind of walk around and see Tree of Life. And that's the other really great thing about all these Disney parks. Even though they say, like, oh, we close at nine, nobody kicks you out at nine. Yeah. You are still kind of walking around as it goes. And so that was really enjoyable for Animal Kingdom because it is, it's very serene at that time. I bet. I bet it's so gorgeous. I mean, just the whole, the whole way that park is designed to have the tree and have the awakening start um, when the sun goes down for the the projections on the tree. I bet that is just breathtaking. Um, let's move to Hollywood studios. Just still talking about atmosphere. Um, I know Liz, this is one of your favorite at night. And I also know that Danica, um, you know, really wanted to see Batu at night. And I think you got to on this last trip. So I'm so curious to hear both of these because I've also only done Hollywood during the day. Hollywood studios at night. And I, I listeners of the show know that we as a show love Epcot and I am not trying to negate Epcot in its existence, but Hollywood studios at night, especially um, the sunset Boulevard area where you walk towards uh, rock and roller coaster and or yeah, rock and roller coaster and uh, tower of terror is just the, it, it just feels so right. And when we talk about the Imagineers and the lighting and the Art Deco and the 1930s Hollywood style and the food stands and everything, I could live on that street. I don't know how they wouldn't let me, but I could live there. I like other things at night. Toy Story Land at night is great. Star Wars um, Land at night is great. But just that that vibe that they have managed to so successfully, and it's not that big of a street, but it's so perfect. Um I just, I, that is my most happy place at Disney. I just, we get an ice cream, we sit there, that it's just, I love it. Yeah. I was really amazed too. It's really beautiful, you know, um, and I, it has to have something to do with the, the, the heat. I feel like that street, every time I'm walking down it, I'm just like, you know, pitting out, like it's, you know, things are getting not unpretty on, on, on that street. And then, so I've never really had like the, I never really felt I was appreciating what I was seeing around me. Mm-hmm. And then at night it was a, it was just a, you know, really been able to take it in. There was like some influencers who were doing like in little like retro dresses, doing like little pictures and it wasn't even annoying. So I was like, that is really cute. You made a good choice. Um, the whole uh it was yes it was a such a different experience and and i you know i know that you love hollywood seriously but you talked about a lot about christmas too there which is one yeah. we there and the christmas decorations are so on point they're so lovely with the sort of whole sort of um vintage christmassy mm-hmm. vibe um and toy story land was still was still really cool or even cooler 
Um, but yeah, Batu is fantastic. It was, it was, it's almost, I mean, it's creepier. Like the, the feeling is, is more, you can hear the, you hear the soundscape so much more at night and it's, um, you, uh, it feels more Batu-esque or more Star Wars-esque at night. It's, it was pretty, it was pretty profound. Um, and I would say my kids, uh, or my son was definitely when I asked him this question, like, what do you guys like to do at Disney after dark? Yeah. And they said that my son was like, Batu was like a, a, a big deal for him. He thought that was a real moment. Um, yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. We, um, the, so when we were there a month ago, we, I think Hollywood studios closed at nine. So we ran over after Epcot, got my ice cream, enjoyed it, took pictures. And then I saw that rise of the resistance had like a 35 minute wait because it was like eight 45 at night and it was closing in 15 minutes. And I said, girls, I think we're going to do this. And Rory at first thought I said the millennium Falcon and she did not want to go on it because we've been on it several times and she's like, not worth it. And finally I was like, no baby. Um, so we ran over and then we, we went on it. It was amazing. And then we, by the time we got out, it was nine twenty. the parks closed. Oh, that's so cool. Um, that's it. You're just walking out of star Wars land, but of course all the, the cast members are still there. They're still in character. They're still doing everything. You're walking out. Like it's just, it was really great yeah. to do that. And I don't know if I'm right about this, but, um, you guys can confirm or deny, in the, the three that we've talked about so far, I feel like the crowds definitely go down um, in the evening. Yes. I mean, mm-hmm. I know that people like to go see the fireworks at Magic Kingdom, and we are going to talk about nighttime spectaculars. But um, from what I just see, just casually looking at the wait times, um, you can get, you know, le- lower crowds at Hollywood and Animal Kingdom and Magic Kingdom as the day goes on. You know, kids go to bed early and you have... Um, a little bit of lesser crowds to deal with. I, I think generally speaking, unless there's a special event happening. The, um, the comment that Danica made that her kids are, are teens and tweens now. And so they want to stay up late that that's who you're going to see at the parks basically. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you're, but yeah, the little kids have gone home, right? Maybe there's a little, maybe there's some families with little kids who are trying to wait for the fireworks, but they're probably stationed in one location and they're not really trying to do things anymore. And um, so, yeah, you're just, if you have kids who can stay up a little later, um, then it's, yeah, it's great because the lines do go down. Um, Not perfectly. Like mine train still stays long, things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, flight of passage we still needed that individual lightning lane but i mean there's other things that come along and it still really works but yeah for the most part i would say those three parks go down um and we're about to hit future world for epcot well epcot so future world and epcot i think goes down yeah world showcase that's (laughs) that's pretty alive in the evenings exactly yeah that is the one weekends yeah, yeah that is the one place where i've seen you know going at night where it it is more crowded and it exactly weekends and world showcase i think is that where you're going to see the the people i mean i think the most people i've ever seen at disney world have been in the world showcase on like a saturday night at epcot i mean more than fireworks at magic kingdom i mean it was it was a lot of people but there's it's it's spacious but there was a lot of people there but epcot is is our you know for the atmosphere in the parks i saved epcot for last because it's my favorite at night i absolutely love epcot at night um 
there's something so magical about the spaceship Earth ball lit up, um, especially now with the LED lights on it that they put on for the 50th anniversary. It's just gorgeous, so magical. They have little light shows <laughs> periodically with music, you know, choreographed to it. And um, and you know, that's in the future world section. And then in the showcase, just the music as you transition from country to country and the, the lights and um, you know, just how each country comes alive. It is just so magical at night. So I am a big Epcot girl in general, but Epcot at night, I love it. What do you guys think of Epcot? It's my, I mean, it's my favorite thing. Epcot at night is my favorite. Nothing makes me more excited than walking like from, you know, beach club or yacht club, like in the dusk over the little bridge and then coming in through the international gateway. It's such a, it's such a, a, such a great feeling because it's also like you're going at night like there's no like i've usually we're just like bopping over there to get like something to eat or drink like you just know that you're just walking around to see things so it's a whole different vibe too like why you're there right um and uh like my favorite moments are just like are, are drinking champagne outside of france or in france but outside and looking over the, especially even now, I mean, it's even better than it was before. Yeah. I don't, I can't even, I don't even know which one's my favorite, like, pavilion. Right. Because like what you said about Canada, that was mm-hmm. like magical at night. And we love Japan at night. We yes. love France. Um, China is beautiful. And you can take in the, you know, reflections of China show and then come out and, you know, explore the um, beautiful pavilion and Norway is beautiful and Mexico. I mean, I don't know. I don't know which one's my favorite either, but Liz, I know you guys, your family is big Epcot people are big Epcot people too. Yeah. And I've said, I keep saying, yeah, because I think we're all in agreement <laughs> repeatedly. I'm like, I think this is like the, tw- the 20th time this episode. I went, yeah. Um, Epcot, the world showcase, it is, my kids are still like, well, are we going to go on a ride if we go in the evening? And sometimes I'm like, no, we're not going to go on a ride. The point of the world showcase is not necessarily to go on a ride, but then we'll go to future world and we'll go on a ride because um say mission to mars won't have a very long line in the green one not the orange i won't do the orange but anyway um so that's how that's how we do those types of things but it's just the ball is lit up perfectly walking around the countries again it's that lighting and that sight lines and how they do it and it's just it's delightful to 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 walk around in the evening that dusk that that hour to get like a snack i the epcot i mean it's got wonderful food so that's where my family is usually trying to eat something um uh, uh, this friday this is gonna be put out after everyone so don't worry i know our two listeners won't stalk me um this thursday or friday actually we're gonna eat in france at epcot because my parents had eaten there and they thought that the girls might like it last time we went to germany and it's just, you know, you can get snacks and it's just it's not about Germany. Yeah. Oh, Germany. And then you just look out over the water because it has a lagoon in the middle. So you get your snacks and you just look out over the water. It is. It's just perfection. It is. Um, Epcot is perfection. It's perfect. On our last trip, a couple of, we spent two nights 
two two nights at Epcot um, on our last trip in November. And one thing that we did that we had never done before, we just happened to catch a friendship boat across the lagoon and, and oh. it was it was to our dinner reservation but it was november so the sun had gone down it was and we had dinner at via napoli and we were on the other side and we were like let's take a boat over and 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 that was beautiful just like being out on the lagoon of course you did have to go around the barges of harmonious <laughs> but um that might be going away soon so um it was fine and um, so that was really cool. And then uh, the night that the three of us went, just ourselves, uh, me, John, and Olivia, we didn't even realize this was happening, but we were just wandering around and we like were doing um, food and wine festival booths and just eating little snacks and, and delicious things. And um, Livy stopped for, she wanted sushi in Japan. So we got sushi, we shopped in the store which she loved in Japan. And then we came out and we passed by America and um, Sugar, Ray, Sugar Ray was playing in the, in the <laughs> and it was hilarious. And it, we, there was Mark McGrath just saying like, hey, everyone, like it was like their second show of the night already. It was hilarious. And me and John were like, had a little, you know, had, had a little buzz going on. And we were just like, this is amazing. Libby was dancing on the, you know, cobblestone, you know, to, to early every morning. And it was a classic, classic moment. We were like videoing, like sending it to people like this is hysterical. So we had an amazing surprise there. (laughs) I, I think that brings us naturally then Liza into the next section on discussing the nighttime spectacular yes. shows. Oh my God. Yes. Epcot just constantly has performance. That's my parent. Mm-hmm. Again, my retired parents, my just go to Epcot many evenings, have dinner and then go and sit and watch a show. No. Oh, and they don't know who the bands are half the time. That's next us. Um, because was- yeah, it's just, it's delightful for them. So, um, so Epcot pretty much always has like great performers or, you know, fun performers. I don't, okay. Yeah. Sugar Ray. I don't want to diss Sugar Ray. I don't want Sugar Ray to come after me. So yeah, the shows are great that, you know, they, again, right on the water. So you can't really beat the atmosphere. Um, you know, there's so much entertainment that comes alive at night, um, particularly at Epcot and, and the nighttime spectaculars, I feel like it's worth like just talking about because my first trip to Disney, I knew that we were going to see fireworks at Magic Kingdom, but I didn't know about the other nighttime shows. So I didn't see any other ones. Um, so I didn't know about Fantasmic at Hollywood and I didn't really know about the Epcot ones. And um, and I and I loved the Magic Kingdom fireworks show. So mm-hmm. that, that I saw happily ever after in 2019. And that was just my favorite thing. And so when I got back, I was like, oh my God, there's ones I missed, you know, at, at these other parks. So my second trip was um, during COVID still. So there was no nighttime spectaculars at that, in that trip. And I was kind of sad about that. So my third trip, um, I made sure it was a priority and I saw harmonious at Epcot. I thought it was stunning and, and beautiful and pulled at my heartstrings. And, um, and again, we saw enchantment, which is the fireworks at magic magic kingdom now. And I loved it too. I thought that was just amazing as always. So what are your 
experiences with your families for the nighttime spectaculars and all of that? So we, the girls and I have not yet fully embraced nighttime spectaculars. Uh, so I mentioned being able to watch the, the happily ever after fireworks from about where Big Thunder Mountain is. And we've also done that from the goofy roller coaster in Magic Kingdom. Nice. And it's, we like, so it's, it can be very crowded on Main Street or in other areas when you're watching the nighttime spectaculars. And what we've learned is that my middle does not, like she still can't handle fireworks. Mm -hmm. So we need to be of a distance away from them. Mm -hmm. And even then they can cause her to jump a little. So if they're on the roller coaster and the other two, they're like, ooh, those are nice, but they're not quite into it. They're not sitting there like me where I'm like, I could watch fireworks for the next 45 minutes and it would be the greatest moment of my life. Um, so we are still, I would just say that. So if people out there, if you, if you or your children are still a little with the loud noises and it's the same thing we went, we saw harmonious and, you know, in order to see it, you kind of stand somewhere around, um, the lagoon area Mm -hmm. and my middle cried. I covered her ears for a good portion of it so we could stand there and watch it because the rest of the family was enjoying the heck out of it. And she was having a little breakdown. Um, And so I think it's just one of those things where we're still at the point where for us, the the evening shows, because of how loud they can be, are not necessarily where we're at yet. But I do enjoy finding, again, that's why I kind of like finding those hidden places or smaller places where I can still watch things. Mm-hmm. And enjoy them where it's a little quieter. Um, yeah. Then, then we we usually aren't in the thick of it. Yeah. Yeah, I would say you know I'm kind of a fireworks snob, so I was never like never made it a point to see it to see them. Um, and then I saw Happily Ever After, and I was like, kind of on accident. Like Alex, my husband was like, I'd really like to see these, and I was like, oh okay. And I was like, oh, this is really really tremendous. Um, and, uh, and, you know, and then saw, um, you know, the, the really big one at Epcot that everyone sad left. And then the one after that, mm-hmm. which was, which was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and I really, you know, really enjoy them. I really enjoyed harmonious. Like, I don't think it's worth having those barges in the middle of the lagoon, but I was like, this is a, this is tremendous yeah. what I've seen. Um, yeah. um, it's really, uh, it was really cool. I would say generally my my kids are not not that into it either. Yeah. But that would not be like their first their first choice. Yeah. It's not a priority for everybody. It's definitely a priority for me. But I I just really love the way they do it with the music and I think it's just you know one of this those special moments that I had was seeing happily ever after that first time and I yeah. think I was like this is why I'm here. You know, so I, it definitely meant a lot to me. I never saw Fantasmic yet at Hollywood Studios. Um, I know that's where you go in, the, at, at least in Florida, they have an amphitheater that you go in and it always seems like, um, you know, something that I, it might be worth getting the dining package for because the, the seating and the standby line seems a little chaotic and mm-hmm. crazy. Um, so that's something I would you know, it, it's sort of on a, a light bucket list for me because I think I would like to see it, but I, I don't know if it's always something that I would be in the mood to wait for. I think, um, I think maybe I'm skipping a little bit ahead here, but I have always loved though watching them from the resorts. 
Oh like, yes. Like for me, like I don't I don't know why that because I guess that feels like kind of a magic that I'm stumbling upon. Like I'm not really yes. thinking about it. And then yes. it's like, where why is everybody standing at the beach at Polynesian? And it's like, oh, we can like run over there yes. with some ice cream and, and watch it. And it feels though I it just feels a little bit less stressful or or I don't know. But I have yeah. always appreciated watching them from from the resorts or from transportation, sort of in this yes. way where you're like, oh, wait, what time is it? And then you just, and then you sort of, you know, reorientate yourself and, yeah. and you can see them. So I, we, when we watched um, the last, the last Magic Kingdom one at, from the Polynesian um, beach, and it was so, it was so beautiful. And, um, and I love how they pipe in the music. Yes, yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they really, you know, you can find these magical moments. We we watched it from Wilderness Lodge once and you yes. can't really see so much of it, but the music's going and you're, you know, you see the, the, it's lighting up over the trees and it's just gorgeous. Yeah. Like my kids were in their pajamas. Yeah. You know? Like it was really nice. And, and I know this is about Disney World, but there's this, you know, similar situation at, um, at the Disneyland hotel where you can see uh-huh. the, the fireworks at um, Disneyland from, um, and they pipe in the music into your room and you can oh, watch yeah. the, um, you can watch the fireworks from that's there. And that's so really, cool. it's really special too. They yeah. pipe it into your room. That's amazing. Well, you, you have to, you know, you it's on channel. Oh, yeah. oh that's cool. Yeah. You can turn on the TV and it's out. Yeah. Oh, and, and the song, the music is on there. Yeah. That's so cool. Uh-huh. Um, um, I, sorry. I just, I want to do a shout out for nostalgia that I miss, um, which I didn't miss at all at the time. And I hated that my mom would be like, I would like to watch this. So we're going to pause here for 10 minutes and watch this. But I miss the Main Street Electrical Light Parade and Spectro Magic. I will watch them on YouTube and be like, yeah, this is really happy. So (laughs) it is one of those things kind of, Liza, when you were saying like, I didn't, I still don't want to wait for these things. Yeah, yeah. But stumbling and actually, um, I was in, we were at Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween with some of our friends, our, like our, our mutual friends, Tara and um, Charlotte and their, and their families. And we stumbled upon the Mickey's Not So Scary parade. Like, it's just, I love when you just kind of stumble and yes, I feel sort of bad for the people who have been waiting and I don't get in front of the people who have been waiting, but I'm also like, I'm not going to wait. So I am going to stand next to you probably in a way where you're like, no, I had this whole space. But um, so I do miss those nighttime shows, but I did not like watching them when I was young or I didn't like having when my mom was like, no, I want to stop here. We liked it when we actually watched it. And I think that's the only time I've gotten yelled at at Disney because I think I climbed a light pole to try and see something oh, God. a bit better. Um, step down sometimes. Yeah. A cast member definitely came over and was like, we don't do that. And I was like, oh, yeah, I think I was 11, but, um, but yeah, so it is one of those things where I think, and my girls are probably similar where, and because I guess my parents like to go to the shows. I'm still not completely sold on going to them, but I do like it when I happen upon those little bits. Yeah. Um, do we want to talk now about Disney Springs? Because I think that's a really an important nighttime factor at um, at a Disney World. Um, I know in California, they have Downtown Disney. It used to be called Downtown Disney. Um, but now they changed it to Disney Springs. I've never been to Disney Springs. so I. But I know, Liz, that you're a big Disney Springs, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um... 
family. So, and I think we've talked before, probably in like one of our first or second episodes, that back when when there was Disney and it was the marketplace and uh, there was also Disney Westside, but there was Pleasure Island. And that's back when it used to be like you were, it, it was a clubbing-esque experience, but it had like the Adventures Club and all these other things. And we would stay at what is now Saratoga Springs, but at the time was like the Disney Institute and whatever was before the Disney Institute. This is where I need Len Testa to show up and or Jim Hill and tell me what names of the hotels I stayed in were. But you could walk over and do all these nighttime things. And it's not quite the same, but it still is very date like it kind of like Epcot. It gets really crowded at night. The weekends, super crowded, um, very hard to park there on the weekends. But my favorite thing is they do also play music and the heir to the Ferrari family. I'm going to look him up in a second. I believe um, he lives in Central Florida and he goes there and he dances every night. And you can tell who he is because he dresses in um, he's got his insignias and paraphernalia. And so I've definitely um, he's nodded at me because I've definitely stared and my parents and he have apparently waved at each other. So um, it's yeah, we've reached this point. I'm going to Google it, but it is. And like I was saying earlier, it's one of those really nice places. It stays open pretty late where you and the whole family can walk around and just do things at night which i don't live in an area like where i live in georgia just doesn't have that same nighttime experience that i miss from like new york city or various other places and that's kind of like i love it i I love disney springs and it's a good date place if we want to if we want to move into that but it's a good like you want to go on dates disney springs is a great date place Yes. There's so, I listen to so many podcasts where they're just big, you know, into doing a night at Disney Springs or doing a a dinner at Disney Springs. And there's just so many places I want to try. I mean, I can't, I mean, just, I I can't even imagine squeezing it into a trip, but I think I have to at some point because it just seems like restaurants are so good there and the nightlife, you know, just sounds like a great uh, feature that I have not even taken advantage of yet. It's, um, it's guys, I was wrong. It's Eddie Maserati. Oh, Maserati. It's not Ferrari. It's okay. Eddie Maserati. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. Please continue. I just Googled. <laughs> and it will put a link to, um, <laughs> to Karl Marx in the show notes about <laughs> the problems of capitalism as well. <laughs> just to cover our <laughs> <bundle>. <laughs> Oh my God. No, he wears he hot pants, guys. Out. Guys, he dances in hot pants every night. It's it's amazing. That's if amazing. I was an heir to a billion dollar whatever, I guess that I would probably be doing what Eddie Maserati is doing and dancing at Disney Springs every night. Hold on. Let's see if I can show you a picture. Let's see if this will show up. That's wow. hilarious. Uh, okay. Eddie. All right. There we go. That's what you do. He he was not there due to um during COVID. So my parents were excited when he returned. <laughs> that was classic. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I got a text from my mom, or like all of us did, saying Eddie Maserati is back. I love it. Like the signs of normalcy returning. <laughs> that was it. It was like one of those right. many things. Things are normal seen now. Oh well, date night is something. I, 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 let's let's do date night, and then we can talk about the resorts a little bit um, and some special events if we have time. Um, 
Um, I love how chock full of fun this episode is. So date nights definitely sounds like something like Disney Springs would be amazing for. My sister went to the boathouse and absolutely Mm -hmm. loved it. Um, uh, is there a favorite date night that you've been on at Disney or, and, or, um, where would you go or recommend going if you were telling a couple to go on a date night or where would you like to go? What's on your bucket list? Okay. I'm going to look up. So I have not been on a date to Disney Springs first. Tyler would like the entire family to go to the rainforest cafe at Disney Springs, but also at animal kingdom because he saw a YouTube video where um, a guy went to every rainforest cafe in North America. And we have to say North America because there's one in Canada. Um, And so Tyler was like, oh my gosh, I really need it. So first on our bucket lists are apparently going to the rainforest cafe at Disney (laughs) Springs. Um, which I mean, I've been to, but I guess Tyler never has. And now he's really excited. But there's there's a lot of really good places. Like you said, the boathouse. Yeah. Um, my parents love the Irish. Um, yeah. Now I have to look that up. And they buy the girls. The girls have all their St. Patrick's Day outfits from there. Um, and there's Irish step dancers and Irish singers. And they love my parents love to sit by the stage. And so that's what we always do. And and they're always hopeful that the girls will volunteer to go up and be some of the people who dance. But the girls are never the people who volunteer to go up and dance. Um, so it's there's various places I would like to go. Um, but I've never been for date night yet because our date nights are Epcot. Yeah, yeah. Well, I know Danica loves a good date night at Epcot. I love a good date night. We're into <laughs> date nights, but I've been, so I've, we did a date night once at Disney Springs, but that was when, um, what was that virtual reality experience that was mm. there before COVID where you could be, uh, you could be in a star, you'd be in a, in a Star Wars, there's a Star Wars virtual reality. I can't oh remember what gosh. it was called. It still exists, I think in Vegas, um, oh. but it closed because of COVID. And then we went to like the, I don't know, the glutted pig. I can't remember what it's called. The polite pig. The The polite polite pig. pig. I mean, either one. Um, (laughs) That was me afterwards. (laughs) Um, And it was, that was really fun. We had a really, we had a really nice, you know, and you just like can get drinks and walk around. But we usually go, every time we're at Disney, we go to Epcot for a date night. And um, we always get kids night out as our sitters. and uh, they're fantastic and have a really great working relationship with Disney. Um, and it's always been, uh, you know, they don't, they can't take the kids swimming, but besides that, you know, they'll take them to the playground or, um, you know, do all sorts of fun stuff with, with the kids. And I really can't recommend kids night out uh, enough. They're just, it's a, always been a really good experience for our kids um, who actually I always feel like, well, they love babysitters anyway. It's always such a, <laughs> like, like exciting, like thing. But also I think like there's a night that they are like, we're going to get like quick service nuggets and, and watch Disney shows in bed for like four hours. Like, I think they Mm -hmm. always kind of need that. Yes. Um, but yeah, we will go to Epcot and I would say, and every single time we think we're going to do something different, but we always end up going to La Cellier (laughs) and, uh, and eating our faces off. Um, it's so good Mm. um we have so much fun there um you know and it's also you know my kids wouldn't appreciate it though they they're definitely steak eaters but um 
you know, we're able to, you know, really indulge to get the bottle of wine and the, the fancy, fancy steaks. Um, and then we, you know, when we do a, we do a walk around the world and yeah. it's, um, uh, it's so, it's so ideal. We try to, you know, always sort of hit it with like, um, a Disney after hours, you know, when they have like the extra hours, yeah. um, at Epcot, which is pretty regular, um, you know, that happens like once a week or something. Um, and, uh, um, that doesn't, that doesn't always happen, but, um, it's, you know, Canada at night with all the little lights, I just can't even take how like, it just like, yeah. Like, and you know, like some of the lights are like the very top of the hotel and it's like, as if somebody is just like up there, like (laughs) subscribe, I'm not sure what's happening, (laughs) but the, the romance of it is so, is so good and so sweet. And, um, yeah, so La Cellier is, um, is where we, is where we go. Um, unless we have like two date nights when we're there and then, then we'll sort of, we've also done, um, what's the new Morocco place? Oh, Spice Road. Oh, Spice Road table. Yeah. Yeah, And that's been really nice. And we've also done, um, uh, the British place. Oh, Rose Rose and Crown. Yeah. Yeah. Rose and Crown and sat outside. So, um, trying to sort of try to, you know, we go to the places that the kids wouldn't find as, as a a fun or immersive Mm -hmm. as, as the other places. So, um, but it really, it really means a lot to us. Like, it's really like a a good thing that we, like we do when we, we get to do this on our trips. Oh, I think that's beautiful. I know we're coming up on like an, an hour here, but um, do we want to just talk a little bit about resorts at night? I mean, I think there are some really nice things when you're on property at the resorts at Disney, um, you know, after dark and for families that are kind of done with the parks for the day, or maybe you don't have a park day that day. Um, I just love what they do. I mean, the the pools are all heated, right? So you can swim in the pools until they close. Um, most, most resorts have a movie under the stars, which I think is, I've never sat through a whole one there, but I've seen it happening and like popped into it. And, um, it's just so, so cool. Um, what about, what, what what do you guys experience when you stay there? Um, you know, what's the resort vibe at night? I, I do really like, um, the pools at night. It's like a nice little treat to yeah. like be there at night and it's so it's still so warm and the the, the lighting is so sort of magical. Yeah. Um I would say that that's one of the things we've never done the campfire or the the movies either. Um we're usually just so tired. Yeah. Um but uh but we have done pools at night and and that's been a really like kind of spontaneous like fun thing to do. Yeah. Um, one, so technically, yes, these are at the resorts, but if you have a dining reservation, um, at any of the resorts, so we've done this, we've stayed and we don't, we don't go into the pool, but we have gone to the campfires and they just, Maisie, Maisie loves it. She's like, yes, please. Um, so that is, um, one of those things, like, even if you're not staying on property, you can go over, you can have a meal, and then you get to walk around the resorts at night. And just like everything else at Disney, it's delightful to walk around at night. And then you just, the campfires are there, and they're just happy to give you a toasted marshmallow. They do give um, a security talk to everyone about the fire. Oh, God. And they make you stand like five Good. feet away, which, of course, 
they were like, at first, Maisie's like, I would like one of these. And I was like, well, hold on. Your sisters might want one, too. And the sisters were like, no, we're on the playground. So it was just Maisie. And they give her the whole speech. They let her do the thing. And then two minutes later, Mary shows up. And she's like, oh, me, too. And so Mary goes through the whole speech, everything again. And I'm just like, we could have. We could have just knocked this one out, girls. Um, <laughs> but Rory decided that she was happy on the playground. Um but it is. And then like at Port Orleans, there are horse rides. There's carriage rides that you could do. We have not done them. But it used to and it used to be that from Disney Springs, you could take a boat to Saratoga and Port Orleans in the French Quarter. And I don't think you can take the I don't know if the boat exists or if you can take the boat if you're not actually staying there. We haven't tried that one. Um, but at night also, that used to be really nice. Yeah. Um, the boat rides at night yeah. are so awesome. Mm-hmm. Um I know you could take the boat over to Fort Wilderness um, and they have a campfire sing-along with Chip and Dale that, you know, just things to keep in mind that, you know, if you don't have a park day, there's still so much you can go do. You could take a ferry ride. You could take a friendship boat. Um, You know, you can check out the resorts. And like Danica was saying, like, this is something I've always had in the back of my mind, like fireworks views from the resorts. Um, one place that I've heard has amazing views is Topolino's Terrace from the mm-hmm. Riviera. Oh, so yeah. if you had a dinner reservation and you wanted to sync that up with mm-hmm. fireworks, um, you know, you can eat dinner and then go out on the terrace and see Epcot fireworks, see Magic Kingdom fireworks, um, and just really nice things like that. The Coronado um, mm-hmm. has that three bridges um like so the coronado has like a big lake in the middle of it it's pretty sprawling and then um the three bridges that cross the lake and meet up in the middle and there's a bar lounge there called three bridges and that's supposed to be spectacular at night which like it's like i don't know when you'd ever get to cram all this into your trip but like i want to do it all Yeah. yeah well resort hopping is super fun Um, whether or not you're staying on property or not, if you're staying on property, it's easier, um, to resort hop. But even if you're not, you can park at Disney Springs and get on a resort bus and they expect it. The, when we did it, um, at Christmas, uh, or right after Christmas between Christmas and new year's, everybody else on the bus at 11 AM were there to go look at decorations. Like everybody was audibly talking about, Oh, we live here, but we are going to see decorations. (laughs) And so that's what we were all doing. Um, so it's super delightful and a great place um, from the Grand Floridian to see the fireworks is right outside their quick service. And again, they pump in the music and you can see the fireworks. So I've definitely brought this up in a previous episode because it is one of the most magical memories that I have right before the world shut down that the girls and I got dinner at the quick service at Grand Floridian, stepped outside and it was just fireworks. Uh, that's and gorgeous. yeah, so um so that's definitely a nice place. But yeah, I love resort hopping. Yeah. Like that is, I, yeah, I absolutely love it. And the girls are always like, can we buy something? And I'm like, oh, why? Why? Just take it in the ambiance. And they're like, but the ambiance comes with so many cool things to buy. <laughs> um, yeah. One Speaking of Grand Floridian, one place I've always wanted to go at night, maybe date night, maybe you know, maybe with whomever, um, the Enchanted Rose yeah. uh, at, at Grand Floridian is one uh, 
something on my bucket list. Like I just love the lounges. I just think the lounges around the, you know, whole resort have so much to offer and just so many fun little immersive uh, lounges you could go to. So I would just love to like do a whole, like, you know, lounge crawl. Mm -hmm. Um, are there any, you know, miscellaneous tips and recos if you had, you know, to give out about night, um, a mountain night at Disney world? I think the only tip that I have, um, is that magic kingdom, especially, especially if you are parked at the ticket and transportation center, but magic kingdom is the hardest park to potentially leave at night. If you choose to leave like right after the fireworks or something, magic kingdom is definitely someplace where you should try and stay even if the park closes again they won't kick you out so you can wander around main street take pictures do all those things because it can take a really long time to get on the monorail or the boat whereas every other park you can just walk right out and if you drove or took a bus or whatever they're all right there so i think that's actually been one of the reasons i went to magic kingdom at night with Maisie this past summer and she's my oldest and so she was able to stay awake she loves going to disney at night it's like her favorite thing but she hated the crowd of the monorail on the way home because we did, we left at a bad time. Um, And she hated the crowd of the monorail and she doesn't want to do magic kingdom at night anymore because of that. Now I think again, if we were to stay much later, she would be okay with it because the crowds do get low on leaving, but depending on all of those things, the, Yeah, like Danica said, walking into and out of Epcot, like all of that is just, it's really easy. Same thing with Hollywood Studios, same thing with Animal Kingdom. You can kind of just walk into and out of them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We've talked about really all of those Mm -hmm. things, though, the advantages to the parks at night. Like one thing I always, like I like to go, um, you know, one thing that I like to keep in mind is like what daylight is like. So I know like when we went in November, it got dark really quickly or really early. I mean, so um, like it was lit up pretty early around five o'clock, but I've also been in June where it's the longest days of the year. And that is, it's got its own specialness to it too, because you have a lot of daylight, but then dusk and twilight are really beautiful as, as the park's closing. Mm -hmm. So that's something to keep in mind. Um, Um, Rory also, uh, will only go on Slinky Dog at night because you can see the lights and everything, but it's not quite as scary to her as I guess during the day when you can really see how high up you are. Because, I mean, you see Batu in the distance, you see it all, but it doesn't look maybe as real or as threatening. So yeah, Rory loves um, Slinky Dog at night, but she'll only go on at night, whereas Maisie and Mary don't have that. But that is one of those things when you can go on any ride that brings you high, um, Big Thunder, Slinky yeah. Dog, any of those those are really awesome and i i never do the rocket ships at magic kingdom but i my sister and nephew do and you can see so much when you're in tomorrowland that high up that was really that could maybe be our last question what are there any rides that are better at night and um than, than, than they are in the day or that you only like to do at night and we did go on the Astro Orbiter during the Christmas party fireworks. And that was just really magical. Like, I mean, I, those things make me kind of seasick, but, or like motion sick, <laughs> not seasick, but, um, but it was really beautiful to be uh, up in the air with magic kingdom all lit up and fireworks going on and the music. It was just really special. Um, I've heard big thunder mountain, like you said, Liz is just one of the top ones to do at night. Um, 
anything else straight like that strikes you as a night ride I, I love haunted mansion at night for oh, some reason yeah. uh-huh. just it's it's fun the, the queue and the line is fun and coming out of it at night is really fun yeah I don't have I mean I just I can't say anything except echoing big thunder mountain was a like a game changer we had I just it's already you know my one of my favorite rides and then too the way it, it is at night where it's in some ways you can't see. So it feels a little bit scarier. Like yeah. you're not exactly sure like high, how high up and stuff you are, but also there's always, the, there's a big rumor, right? That Big Thunder Mountain is is uh, faster at night because uh. the, um, the, something like the, the wheels are hotter or something. I don't know. There's like, there's a lot <laughs> like on Twitter and like blog posts and stuff about this. It certainly seemed like a lot faster. Like it was, a, it was a real, yeah, it was, it was a whole new thing at night. That is so cool. Mm-hmm. Any final thoughts? I feel like we covered so much good stuff. Yeah. I do too. I just, yeah, I, I highly recommend Disney at night. It's a whole different yeah. experience. It's super romantic. And I loved um, Liz, your, your sort of comment that, it's a way to experience night with your family in a way that a lot of communities like are, it's not accessible to do so. Yeah. And I think that's one of the things that makes me feel like I'm on vacation. I always just have been like a, you know, cause you know, you're, you're out, you're doing things, your things are lit up at night and, and that's really, you know, it has I have a lot of memories of you know being on the Jersey Shore and the boardwalk at night and things like that where that's where I grew up yeah. going to and and so I just think that whole idea or that insight of like being able to be out in a space at night that's lit up and safe and like meant you're meant to be there um and it's designed for you to be there um it is like just a really cool makes me feel like uh, I'm on vacation and and um you know and making memories Absolutely. I do think that Disney at night is just it like Danica, like you said, it's just a, you get a whole different view of everything and a whole different realization. And I love it too. just to either walk around date night, get rides in that you might not be able to get into earlier because the crowds do go down. You don't have to wear as much sunscreen. Um, all of those things. I just Disney at night is magical and awesome. I love it. Perfect way to end. (laughs) (laughs) All right, everybody. Thank you for joining Symposia Disney on our Disney at Night episode. Uh, I'm Liz. I'm Liza. And I'm Danica. 